All right, we are live and recording. So Dan, here we are. This is the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. Welcome everyone to this week's edition. I am Andy Johnson and I've got my trusty co-host with me, Dan Peisner. How you doing, Dan? Doing fine, Andy. Dan, we always have to check in on the weather in Dallas. Looks kind of dreary today. Dreary is definitely a word for it. It's a uh, it's uh, raining and scheduled to be back into the, the 30s and 40s starting tomorrow. So, Yeah, that's how it is in Dallas. So I'm trying to see who that is over your shoulder. Is that DeAndre Jordan still? About yeah. This, about to dunk on you, posterize you? Mm-hmm. Silverado about to overtake you? Yep, yep. Crashing into the, your office. Yeah, the, uh, my, my requests for a Luka Doncic poster have gone unheated so far. What can you do? Hey, he's, he's, uh, we, we, we're connected to the Mavericks, so you could probably ask them. Maybe we get Doncic on our uh, podcast. We get all of our Slovenian Amazon sellers to listen in and speak a little Slovenian. That'll work. <laughs> all right, Dan. Uh, last week we were talking a lot about the, uh, the situation in New York and uh, with New York on January 15th dropping the notice on their website saying, hey, by the way, uh, we do have an economic nexus law already in place. If you're a seller in New York and you do over 300,000 in sales and what is it, 300 transactions? 100 transactions. And 100 transactions in a year in the previous four quarters, then you must uh, file or register and file effective immediately. But they also said that the law is, the law became effective upon the uh, handing down of that decision June 18th of last year. So it poses quite the dilemma. Like, if we just file right now and register going forward, New York, as aggressive as they are with all of these uh, key TAM lawsuits and uh, the fraud statutes and all this that we documented in detail last week, uh, is should we uh, consider a voluntary disclosure in New York? So I'm not going to try to attempt to answer that question today, uh, but I, I do want to talk about voluntary disclosures. And so I've got this handy report of uh, voluntary disclosure scope and availability that we will make available to you in your show notes. Uh, and Dan, keeping in mind that, uh, you know, most people listen to the podcast, so they're not seeing this, but you can see it. We're live on Facebook. The video will be in the show notes as well. But also, uh, if you want to download the chart, uh, you can do so. Thanks to uh, CCH and Teleconnect for, for their, this incredible resource. Uh, but we also have to point out that uh, charts are, are interesting and but there's always more to read. There's, there's more in the uh, fine, uh, what do they call it, the fine print than, than they can include in, these, in this a simple matrix. And so it's always good to at least start here and then delve deeper so you, you don't blow it when you, when you do voluntary disclosures. So this chart, Dan, is attempting to address both income tax, sales tax, whether or not a state has a voluntary disclosure program, 
And voluntary disclosure just means before the state contacts you and assesses you going back to day one because there's no statute of limitations protections, um, that maybe it's in your best interest to go to them first voluntarily, typically on a no-name basis, and disclose to them that you have some tax liability and would you please uh, not go back to day one on me and, and maybe would you uh, uh, not penalize me and maybe waive some of the interest. So Dan, did I, is there anything you want to add to my kind of introductory comments on the topic? No, I think that was pretty comprehensive. Um, I, I would add one, uh, one brief note about the chart. Uh, the, the, uh, when they talk about the look back terms on here, these generally seem to be the, the income tax terms. Most of the time, the sales and income tax are, are lined up as far as the look backs. Two notable exceptions to that, and, and this would fall under the what you said earlier, uh, as, as attorneys say, the large print giveth, the fine print taketh away. Uh, California, for sales tax purposes, is three years instead of six, and uh, Pennsylvania, likewise, is three years instead of five for, for their sales tax. Uh, the income tax just goes back a little bit further on those two states. Chalk it up to different statutes, different uh, California, different department. Uh, but that's that's just the way they are. Right, right. So today uh, we may touch on how far back they go, but mostly we're talking about whether they even have a program and what is the scope of relief that they're willing to to grant. All right. Um, so. I just thought it'd be worthwhile just to um, to just peruse this chart and see what is interesting on here. And any uh, off the top of your head, what state do you want to look at and comment about? Let's just see how we like the chart based on your experience and uh, just general commentary. Uh, well, if you want. <clears throat> If you want, uh, on the notes of it's complicated, California is always a good bet. All right. Yeah, California, look how big their section is. So not surprisingly, knowing California, it's complicated. Let me just expand my screen a little bit so we can get some more in here. All right. Now we see the full California. So what would you like to point out about the California voluntary disclosure process? Obviously, they have a program. Mm-hmm. They do. And uh, it is uh, it is available. Uh, they, they have two programs. They have the voluntary disclosure and they have what's called a filing compliance agreement. Um, the pen, the voluntary disclosure is, a, is generally available to uh, C-Corps, S-Corps and LLCs. Uh, what it what are not included are partnerships and limited partnerships because of the way the law was written. Instead, they have to go through what's called a filing compliance agreement, uh, which is essentially it, it, rather than using uh, uh, an operation of law, it uses the, the it uses the director of revenues disc discretion to instead do penalty waiver, but you don't get the, you're not going to get a, a limited, quite the, the limited look back benefit. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a stopgap measure uh, that we don't see that apply to a lot of our, our e-com clients. Most of them are either going to be some form of a corp or some form of a, um, 
some form of an LLC. Uh, it, it is, uh, it is a six year look back instead of three. And, uh, we advise, we advise our clients to, to be very careful with this. Uh, it's not, California is a little interesting in that they, uh, it's a different department that handles income tax from sales tax. Sales taxes is solely under the department of tax and fee administration, whereas, uh, income tax is under the franchise tax board. So if you wish to disclose both taxes, you have to file a voluntary disclosure agreement with each of them. And uh, being registered for one tax does not preclude you from being able to voluntarily disclose the other. Uh, however, if you've been, if you are, have ever been registered with the state or qualified with the secretary of state, that can preclude you from getting voluntary disclosures. And that's right over here. <clears throat> so this this entry for California seems to be pretty accurate in your experience because over here it says one of the benefits basically of the voluntary disclosure program in California is uh, is is they go they, they make you go back six years. That's not a benefit. That's longer than many states, right? Uh, but notice how they put this. Taxes additions to tax fees and penalties are waived. And you think, hey, that's great. Well, that's for periods ending prior to the immediate preceding six years. In other words, they go back six years and you have to pay all the tax from six years, but they, they won't go back farther than six years. Um, and then they waive penalties, I guess, during the six-year period uh, for individual partner, S-Corp, shareholder, LLC member for tax taxable years before signing the agreement, et cetera. So anything else you want to say about uh, California? Um, their tax returns are difficult. Well, let's, let's, let's think about e-commerce sellers. So if you've been an e-commerce seller for two years in California uh, and you're worried about the back tax exposure, of what benefit will the uh, – of, will a voluntary disclosure in California be to you? Because they can only go back two years on you anyway. Well, for uh, the benefit then is strictly going to be penalty waiver. So if you're talking about the the sales tax side, the, the benefit there is going to be to uh, obtain, try to obtain a penalty waiver from the state and getting getting into compliance. Uh, there's They do not waive the interest. On the, the income tax side, same thing, getting wa getting waivers from all of those penalties that they that they can impose on income tax. So that's the analysis. I mean, like I've said, to, well, we've all said this many times. When it comes to evaluating your potential exposure, if you've been doing business for a number of years, you you really have to look and see what what is my potential exposure and how far back does it go because. Then your next analysis is what are my options? Well, yeah, voluntary disclosure is an option to you, but if you have to calculate, well, what would, if they found me and went back to, to day one on me, which in this case, my example is two years, and let's say I, I should have paid in, I don't know, in two years period, 100000 in sales tax. Well, then... Uh, the penalty, do you happen to know the penalty in California off the top? I'm really putting you on the spot now. 10%. Oh, good. So I have a 10,000 potential penalty. 
Now, so you'd have to analyze that. If, if I risk it, and first of all, the question is, do I have 100000 in my pocket that I want to fork over to California because I didn't know I had Nexus. Uh, I, I'm not even sure I really did. I'm not sure I believe it. And uh, I had, but if I, if I do a voluntary disclosure, then I have to come up with $100,000. And yeah, they'll waive the penalty of ten thousand. But what kind of benefit is that to me if I have to get a loan to pay this hundred thousand? So that's some of the analysis you have to do. And then I have to pay someone to do the volunteer disclosure. So I don't know if that's if that's really a good deal. Now, in contrast, if you've been selling in California for, you know, you had property there and you've been selling there for fifteen years, and it's more like, uh, you know, millions of dollars of potential exposure and you want to cut off those everything you know older than six years then your your benefit calculation starts to go up because you're actually waiving not only interest not only penalty but the tax itself going back more than six years am I right on that yes that's yeah, all you got that, that that is correct and uh, to your to your previous point on the uh, the the hundred th- having a hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, uh, the it, many of the states, but uh, in California is among them, will actually as you can work with them as as part of a disclosure to uh, to get a payout agreement if needed. Um, they they do understand uh, that a lot of the states do understand that not everybody's got got the cash sitting there, especially. Uh, this especially holds true with e-commerce sellers on, in, in many cases and that, uh, that it's better for, for them if you're able to stay in business uh, and, and uh, getting all of the money but over time is better than not being able to get – than only getting some of it. So they, they generally in, in many programs will work with you but not all. So it's, that is something if it's uh, to ask about if, if you're going into these programs. Gotcha. Yep, that's part of our analysis. Part of our uh, recommendation is is really looking at your specific situation. Let's scroll down to some uh, other large states and stop me if, if you want to talk about any one of these. But I'm looking for, say, Florida. Florida is a big state. Uh, it does have a voluntary disclosure program. Um, it's, it's not valid, and this is a good point. So it's not available in many states, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, uh, because one of the things people say is, well, I'll just wait until the state contacts me, they send me a, like a, a nexus questionnaire, and then I'll voluntarily disclose it. Uh, in most states, including Florida, is that even, a, is, is voluntary disclosure available to you in that scenario? Most states, uh, once you receive some kind of a contact from the, from the Department of Revenue or it's, it's uh, whatever it's named in that state, you're, as soon as you've been contacted by them with a Nexus questionnaire or, or likewise, you're out, you're out of luck. You, you've, uh, they've, they have no real incentive to, to give you a benefit because the voluntary is gone from voluntary disclosure. What's interesting about Florida is they used to allow, uh, when you'd get a notice from them, there would be, uh, wording on there that says that you could essentially do a self-disclosure 
And if you did it within 30 days and, and did what they wanted, they'd process it and, and give you the same benefits essentially as a voluntary disclosure. Uh, I haven't seen that happen in, in a long time. So it is entirely possible that that program has been discontinued, but, but that is something that we used to see with Florida. All right, great. Uh, so that's the situation in, in Florida. Do you happen to know how far back Florida goes? Three years. All right, so. I believe. That's, that's half the time of, so Dan, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot there, so you, you may want to look at your own database and, and, and have that ready, because I think it's an interesting question. California goes back six, Florida go back three, but Florida will go back uh, many more years if they find you first. Georgia is another big state, and they waive penalties. Uh, let's scroll down to Illinois. I was going to mention Hawaii first. Oh, go ahead. This is av- available uh, upon written request. They Hawaii uh, doesn't is more of a, an informal program really that they've got that they've kind of formalized. Uh, their look back period is ten years, so no help on the look back. The uh, it's purely going to be penalty waiver. Uh, a note for our our uh, our wholesalers out there uh, who sell through e-commerce. Hawaii is an their their tax is an excise tax. Uh, resale will lower your rate, but not it's not complete. Sales for resale are not completely uh, tax exempt like they are in other states. Excellent point. And uh, from what you've told me, Dan, you actually have to go to Hawaii personally to uh, file voluntary disclosure. Yes. Yes, uh, that's the that's what all of those business expenses were for. Is uh, the the in person filing of a voluntary disclosure that was required uh, could not be done by by an agent. Had to be us personally. Okay, I, I was just checking on that because I know that you like to go to Hawaii uh, constantly to do volunteers. Of course, we're just kidding. Uh, just kidding. You do not have to file that in person, but that would be nice, right? All right, we're scrolling down to Illinois. Um, it's available unless they've started an audit. Dan, does, does a Nexus questionnaire in Illinois, do you know the answer? Does that constitute having started an audit? Probably, that, I probably would. Um, because I, it says or investigation. So mm-hmm. that's, I think that likely would constitute and you would have to go, uh, you would have to go try to, to get the penalties waived for other cause. So here's some scary language over here. It says civil fraud penalties are waived. Okay, great. Uh, and the department will also recommend, not guarantee, no criminal investigation or prosecution against taxpayer or its officers, directors, or stockholders. Yikes. So they'll recommend it. Uh, so you voluntarily disclose to Illinois and you tell them, hey, I'm XYZ company. I want to pay my back taxes. And they say, okay, thank you. Here's what we're going to do for you. Uh, we're going to waive some penalties and we'll recommend that you, that you don't uh, you get criminal penalties or prosecution against you. That sounds pretty rough. Uh, it does. However, uh, I have done VDAs there before and I've never seen them try to, try to do any kind of uh, fraud or, or criminal proceeding. Okay, great. Um, scrolling past 
some of these other states just trying to hit the top five or so. If you want to speak on any of them, be my guest. Uh, I know that you've done uh, voluntary disclosures. This is what you spend a lot of your time doing in all of these states. So you have uh, really a depth of knowledge that mm, probably, probably pretty close to unmatched. Uh, Michigan, I want to cover that one. Michigan's interesting. What, what, what do we know about Michigan BDAs that kind of makes it unusual? Michigan is uh, is was another one of those states that once they uh, and and again this was what they've been doing previously. Once they contact you, uh, the the initial questionnaire that you get, uh, they actually have a letter that says if you that gives you so many days to apply for voluntary disclosure. So they kind of try to push you into the program rather than exclude you from it, and they they. Uh, uh, they're one of the, the few that does that. And we always found that very interesting. Yeah, because the incentive then would be in Michigan, since it's, the program is always available to you, just wait until you're contacted, potentially, right? Potentially. Uh, there, you do still have interest does, does still run. So there is something to be said about getting into compliance. Okay, good point. Um, let's scroll down, finding some big states. Uh, oh, New Mexico has a the gross receipts excise tax, kind of like uh, a Hawaii's tax, and they offer no voluntary disclosure program. Yes, New Mexico has what's called a managed audit instead. And it, in, an, in effect, it can function like a voluntary disclosure in that you are, uh, if you pick the right options and then you're voluntarily disclosing data, they don't do a thorough, true audit. Uh, they will waive pe- they waive penalty and interest, and they give you 180 days to pay it. However, they go back seven years. Mm. Uh, now, with with these lookbacks, if you've only been in the state and only had Nexus for a, a smaller amount of time, then it's going to be limited to the time you actually had Nexus. All right, great points, great points. I'm always impressed uh, what you can say off the top. Um, speaking of off the top, we talked about New York and their, uh, you know, draconian approach to uh, Wayfair and, you know, saying, hey, effective immediately, January 15th, uh, everybody should be registered in our state if you exceed their thresholds. But they also said their law has been on the books and it was immediately effective as of June, what, 15th, when the decision came down? 2021. 21st. Uh, June 21st. So, um it might be a really good idea to consider voluntary disclosure in New York. So what can you tell us about New York? New York has, uh, I believe they're, I believe they have a three year look back. They, uh, they're one of, one of the few States up there with California and, and Missouri off the top of my head that will actually require rather than being able to submit a spreadsheet for sales tax, they require you to actually prepare back returns on a quarterly basis. And you uh, used to be you had to do them on paper. You believe you can now file them online, and you pay the you you pay tax and a reduced amount of it, uh, rate of interest under the VDA, and then they will waive the penalties. Uh, they uh, in in regards to the new, specifically to New York's um, remote seller amnesty, it's something especially for the the high dollar for for taxpayers that have a very high dollar exposure per month, something worth considering uh, 
before pursuing it, we recommend uh, uh, reaching, we recommend uh, for trying to get some further information from the Department of, of Tax and Fee, or from the Taxation and Finance. Right now, they've they've said that they are they're doing retroactive uh, applicability on a case by case basis. What that means in practice right now, we're still trying to find out. And uh, if you, and they may be they may be doing it on a going forward basis. They may they may be trying to push people into VDAs. They may just try to be they may be trying to scare people into VDAs. We just don't know yet. Yeah, and of course, these types of problems in New York and many other states, but New York in particular, uh, the bounty hunters, the whistleblowers, so to speak, operate outside of the audit division, right? So they could initiate their own action against you. That's correct. So there you have it. New York, uh, there's another one where they say criminal prosecution may be waived. Yay. All right, Ohio is another big state. Anything you want to share about Ohio? They waive penalty. They have a program, uh, mm-hmm. but it has to be executed prior to any contact with the department. Ohio, uh, you have to voluntarily, if you've got more than one tax, you're voluntarily disclosing with more than one department. You may have to separately disclose the sales tax the Ohio cat tax, which is kind of a, a gross receipts on, on sales, as well as if you're a pass-through entity, the individual tax. So you could be potentially looking at were you to come into compliance with all three, three separate voluntary disclosure agreements. Wow. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about any of these other states before I skip down to Texas? Um, one thing to be keep in mind for our e-commerce sellers, especially with pencil, states like Pennsylvania that have started collecting sales tax uh, through Amazon, where Amazon will collect and remit it. If you do decide to disclose, make sure you're cognizant of the dates through which Amazon began to collect that tax and remit on your behalf, and that you do not report those as taxable sales for adjustment uh, when you're when you're filing back returns or filing your you're reporting your sales to the department because you'll be effectively uh, paying tax out of your own pocket that they've already collected and remitted. Excellent point. Um, all right, Texas. Uh, Texas has one of the better uh, waivers, right? Certainly. They've, uh, they're a little, they have a four-year period rather than three, but they will waive both penalties and interest. And it's not available if you've been contacted. Exactly. They've, uh, they are, they're very good about n- noting that. And if you've been already been contacted, then you, uh, the limited look back is usually out of the question. All right. So we'll make this chart available to you. Uh, just keep in mind that it is like I mentioned at the outset, <clears throat> it's just a chart. And the devil is in the details. And uh, if you if you have a situation where you have been in a state uh, for any period of time, say six months to a year or more, then you really want to be careful that you don't just register and expose yourself to all that back tax without the protection of a voluntary disclosure. I'm not saying that, in, and by far I'm not saying this, 
that if you have been doing business in a state, you must do voluntary disclosures in every state. That is almost never the case. It's usually voluntary disclosure <clears throat> is the recommendation on, what, 15, 20% of the states because we've gone through an in-depth analysis of, okay, what's the potential benefit? What kind of funds do you have? And will this be a, a reasonable uh, solution to you? So it's always a case-by-case -case situation. But this chart will give you some idea of what the programs look like, what the availability is. And then if you're lucky enough to get Dan working on your project for you, uh, Dan can really, with his team, really make it as painless as possible. All right, Dan, uh, any concluding comments you'd like to make before we wrap it up? I think we pretty well got it. I think so too. All right, well, that concludes. Thank you, everybody, for being here. That concludes this week's episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. We'll see you next week.